What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, three hours and 42 minutes. That's the official length of tonight's Oriole game. Welcome to Birdland Tonight. I'm Josh Soroka. Joining me is Andrew Stecka. Andrew, this was a long game. It was long. I can understand anyone who is not watching live tonight and who is instead catching us on the podcast tomorrow morning because that was a lengthy one. And I'm out here on the West Coast, and it's it's already 8 o'clock for me even. It's still late. So uh, I can I can totally empathize with that but uh yeah we were sitting here we were chatting a little bit during the game in our group chat and just kind of slogging through this one for for lack of a better term it was it was that type of game and it was the type of game where it got bad fast as matt harvey gave up six runs in less than two innings and it was ugly but the but on the positive side the orioles bats kept getting hits so you kept thinking well maybe they're stringing something together and you kept, they kept leading you on and uh, never enough, never to catch up. And every time they would get something going, the next pitcher would give up another home run. Five home runs to, uh, or by the Rays. And I don't think any of them were solo shots tonight. I don't believe they were, no. And, and even into that ninth inning, you mentioned the Orioles' bats. The Orioles were able to play two more in the ninth inning, even uh, you know entering that inning down 13-4 to, to make it a 13-6 final score. And it's just like... All right, guys, if you're going to do something, right. do it. But at that point, it was, um, you know, it, it was, you know, it was pretty much all she wrote. I mean, but uh, they, mean, they, they, that is the one positive you're right to take from this is that they didn't just roll over and die offensively. They did keep, you know, keep things going a little bit with the bats and nobody had a an outstanding night at the plate, but they were able to string a few things together yeah. and score six runs. So if you want to try to pull any morsel of, of goodness well, out of it. this game, that would be it. I've got two positives, and the one is that six runs with no home runs, that hasn't been the Orioles' way. That's what we've all been craving for is moving guys along the base paths. Now they got six out of that. They had, they had opportunities to get like 20 runs with guys on base paths. It seemed like there was always a guy on second base for the Orioles tonight. But they did get six in there. So that's, that's a little positive. Yeah, and as you mentioned, none of them coming via the home run, to which the Rays hit five, two of them yes. coming off the bat of, of Mike Zanino. So um, yes. it, it is, you know, like you said, it is something to take from this game. I, I don't know what else you can pull out of it. I guess oh, I'm pull- I guess I we another can... one. Okay, go ahead. And it's, and it's not that John Means starts tomorrow, because we'll finish the show with that positive. Yeah, exactly. Um, C.B. Wilkinson. That's, yeah, that's exactly base where I was going. Has been 
the darkest of holes for this team. It has been nothing. And I am not a Stevie Wilkerson fan. I know that he is another placeholder. Some mm-hmm. people don't believe that. I believe he is a placeholder. He's just another guy. But you know what? I was done with Urias. I was done with Ruiz. Uh, Wilkerson came in and went two for four. I'll take yeah. that from second base. No problem. Yeah, two, two for four we're not, with an RBI, a double, two runs scored. And, I mean, you know, you, you can't ask for much more than, for a guy who hadn't played in the majors since 2019 um, who comes back. And, you know, for those who didn't see kind of the transactions over the last few days, as you mentioned, Urias goes down to to AAA and Rio Ruiz today to bring Wilkerson up was DFA'd. And I think yep. that's the interesting part of this as well is that this team has – for all intents and purposes, I guess given up on Rio Ruiz, there's still obviously a possibility that he stays no, in the organization. But-, um, but when you DFA someone, you always you always risk um, losing them. And I think that to your point about Stevie Wilkerson, you know, he's just a guy in the same way that those other two guys are just guys. Stevie Wilkerson, as far as we know, could be DFA'd in two weeks. Right, he's in the he exact be- same position. Exact same position, and and that's. But but I think it's important to to note that that's what we have at the second base position right now for the Orioles. I know there's been a lot of talk about yes. uh, Jemai Jones, but he he obviously got hurt. Um, I, I believe went on the seven day DL or the IL. I believe they have a seven day IL right. in the minors, right? So you know we'll see what what comes of that in the next few months. Maybe he's a guy that you know they they perhaps want to try there. Um, I, I think it's also interesting to note the one thing, and, and, and we'll get to talking about this game a little bit more specifically, but the other Who thing that's interesting to game? note, right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but the other thing that's interesting to note is that Richie Martin, a guy who's kind of a second base shortstop type was playing center field tonight yes. in Norfolk and uh, went into the wall, trying to uh, attempting to catch a ball that, that turned into an inside the park home run because when he went into the wall, he injured his left wrist uh, pretty poorly and couldn't even manage to get the ball back into play. Um, this comes after he he this is a guy who fractured his his right wrist in 2020 and broke the hamate bone in his left hand uh, earlier this year in January. So another injury to the left hand wrist area for him. Yeah. Uh, more tests coming in the next 24 hours, but we'll see. So another option for a guy that, you know, like I said, he's playing center field tonight. I'm not sure how much he's been doing and that. No, this is his first time in center field. Yeah, so, but, but he's another because... middle infield option. Right, and it was they basically put him in center field because they wanted Urias in the lineup. So they wanted Urias at second base. So they haven't fully given up on him right? Uh, by sending him in Norfolk and forcing him into the lineup that they've been fine with Bannon and uh, Jemiah Jones and Richie Martin to not well, and when you And when you say they full, haven't fully given up on him, I think it's important to note because fans are going to hear that and think, is is – Ramon Urias, a guy that that could be no. We're no. still saying he's just a guy. I think I think they haven't given up on him in the sense that he he can still be just a guy down the road for them to continue he, to placehold until they find yes. a real guy. When I say they don't give up on him, it means in two weeks when he's hot and Wilkerson's struggling, they swaps positions again. Exactly, exactly. And there are some guys we talk about guys, you know, infield guys. At the lower levels, at Bowie or or, or perhaps Delmarva or Aberdeen, yes. um, that are that are perhaps guys, but they're they're so much further away, and 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 maybe you know the Wilkerson year. maybe next year, but but that's still you know for the for the immediate future. Uh, yeah, Wilkerson is is the guy right now, and we saw Valeka come in in the in the game 
uh, late and pick up a pinch hit RBI, or I guess it was a pinch hit RBI. He had come in as a as a defensive sub, but that's another guy. You right. know, that's another just a guy that kind of sticks on this roster for now. Um, he came in and got an RBI single in the ninth, and you know, there's a lot of just a guy guys on on this team. Um, and the second base slash middle infield ish position is one that um, is going to continue to rotate. And Rio Ruiz is just the latest victim with, right. with Wilkerson coming up. So I got another positive Ryan McKenna coming in and having a great at bat to pull a walk out of it. He did. Yeah. And, and, and ended up coming around to score in that ninth inning. Like you said, um, what have you thought about McKenna? I, I, I think he's an interesting, in, interesting in the standpoint of we're talking about all these guys that are just guys that are just placeholder guys. I, I tend to think that Ryan McKenna is also just a guy, but maybe he's just a guy that his ceiling is like fourth outfielder bench type, but that's still a guy that you would need on a roster, right? Yeah. And that's what I think. I think McKenna right now as a bench guy. I'm really interested in what their future plans are for McKenna, because if their plan was for him to be a real outfielder, he would get way more progress and playing time and everything in Norfolk than he's getting up here. Sure. But they like his speed. They like him coming in as that late inning guy. And I like that. I really like him coming off the bench. Well, and I, you would think with Anthony Santander, you know, on his rehab assignment and on his way back to the major league club, you would think McKenna would be, you know, able to get those reps down, you know, once once Santander comes back. Yes. Yeah. That he's going to be the one they clear for Santander. Yes. Yeah, you would think so. And that'll be on Friday. Right. When then, yeah, Friday's the Nats series. I believe so, yeah. Starts Friday. Yes. Uh, yep, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that's when what, Santander is supposed to be back. What's our next step here with with Matt Harvey? I know he so he, he won three straight decisions yes. um back toward the end of April uh and into the, the, the first of May. Uh one at Miami, at home against the Yankees, and then at Oakland. I you know, I think people got a little excited about how he was pitching during that, that three game stretch. And that's fair. Um, you know, I think one of those starts was a really good start, and that was the one at home against the Yankees. He went six innings, yeah. um, gave up uh, one, just the one run, three hits, three walks, five Ks. Um, I think that's the one start from that start th- from that stretch that really stood out to me. Yeah. Um, still, it's still six base runners, but in six innings, that's you can you can deal with that. I I tend to think this is the Matt Harvey that we all kind of would have See, expected, right? That we uh, saw tonight. Maybe, but I'm not, I'm not sure yet because the long ball hurt Matt Harvey so much tonight. I mean, he gave up six runs basically on two long balls. And we've seen him use that veteran presence to get out of so many uh, situations with men on base, and that just didn't work for him today. So I'm wondering right. – there's difference. I'm not looking for Matt Harvey to be this guy that blow past it. I'm looking for him to be the guy to outsmart the guy at the plate. So I haven't given up yet. I kind of discounted or gave excuses for his outing in New York of there had to be so many emotions into that game. Sure. And then this, I'm excusing him because it was two home runs. So I'm not quite there, but I also don't have many other options except for him to pitch well enough to trade. Yeah, I mean, I take your point. He had only given up three home runs in his in his previous eight starts to start the season, um, and then gives up two tonight. So th- there, there's something to that, perhaps. But I, I I just don't see I don't see what team is giving anything up for Matt Harvey. 
Um, and I don't see how he's building any kind of or, or going to have the time even to build any kind of, you know, trade equity in himself. Um, you know, tonight it was just it was just hard hit balls, really. It wasn't even a lack of control or anything. Um, he just didn't have, you know, he what just about- didn't have any anything on, on, on the mound. Yeah. Um, I wonder if at some point they'll consider moving to him to the pen. So that you, because we haven't seen him get through five innings, or we've seen him get through five once, I believe. But he well, he got through five. A, he got through five a, a handful. He got through five the first each one of games. those. Well, he got through five in each one of those three wins that he had. He got through okay. five, six, and five and two thirds. He also got through five um, in his second start against Boston, but gave up four runs and a loss in that game. But this was the shortest start of his career, I believe. I saw one one and two thirds innings. Right, gives up the six runs. Um, and you know, he has not, his, his last three starts have just been, just been awful. I mean, four, four innings against the Red Sox, four runs, but, but all of them unearned. Right. Um, and then, and then you mentioned the last start last week against the Mets, um, where he gives up seven runs in four and a third. I, I just, I, I, I guess if you're going to move him to the bullpen, that's going to require, you know, I think you're. I think you're able to get a. You're already hiding. You know, one rule five guy. You're really hiding two. One of them is hurt. You're already hiding one rule five guy in the bullpen. Do you really want to string things out with Matt Harvey? And I'm not saying that they're going to cut ties with him anytime soon, because they don't. It's not like they have a lot of other options for their rotation. And that's, right and that's the thing is, look at the past three games. Yeah, Matt Harvey struggled today, but two long balls. Yesterday we right. had Plutko start the game. No right. need for him to ever start the game. Saturday Lopez looked horrible. So yeah, there aren't options. But if you move him to the bullpen, are you really just stringing things out and and taking yeah. up a spot in that bullpen for someone who you might actually want to look at um, in in certain spots? It would be yes. my would be my thing. Yeah, the only reason to move him to the bullpen would be if he is some type of specialist in the pen that yeah. you can count on to get you out of an inning, because that's the type of guy that then might be serviceable in a trade. For, again, not much, but something, right. and that's all you're looking for. So, no, you give him another out, and you maybe give him – you probably give him the rest of the month. Well, I guess that's just probably one more out and maybe two more outings. Yeah. And then uh, you, you well, reevaluate again in June because as the weather warms up, if that ball is flying out, then if he's giving them up, you have to, you have to reevaluate that. You mentioned moving to the bullpen, and I mentioned you know you're already hiding a Rule Five guy in there. Right. I want to talk for a minute about Tyler Wells tonight because, despite coming in and giving up, he gave up a triple and a, and a home run to Wendell and Zanino back to back in the third. Other than that, and I know that's like saying other than the play, Mrs. Lincoln, or other than other than that, right. Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? But other than that, he looked really good. He had six strikeouts right. in that's two and a third key. innings. I mean, he was he was blowing blowing it by guys and struck out the side in the fourth inning. Came back, you know, struck out the final two in that third, or, or struck out two in that third. Came back, struck out the side in the fourth. Um, he was he was really good in relief, despite giving up the the first of, of Zanino's two home runs, right? Um, and that's why I'm having a really hard time evaluating this game because they scored what twelve runs, but it 13. was on five. 13 runs, but 12 of them were on home runs. Right. Um, so, and yet they also struck out 14 times. You normally, yeah, that's, if, that was interesting. They struck it out 14 times and still scored that many runs. That's, 
Interesting. And then you mentioned Wells. He had six of them, which is outstanding and really exciting for a Rule 5 guy. But again, I'm having trouble evaluating what I watched today. Part of it is it was so long ago when the game started, I got to remember it all. The other part is it was just a weird game. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It was. I mean, it, it felt like it was out of hand early. I mean, the Orioles trailed 8 nothing in this game, and, and it ends up being 13-6 final. Um, but it, it never really felt it never really felt completely out of hand, but it also never really felt like the Orioles had any chance to come back. And, and, and I thought that, you know, the, just the, the stretch there where they were able to cut it, I believe they cut it to eight, four at one point and you were like, right. okay, well at least they're making this respectable. But from there oh. it was, you know, like you, like you said earlier, the bullpen, every time the bullpen, you know, got, got a few runs for them. They couldn't, they couldn't stop. They couldn't shut the door in the end. Right. Like the, and, the, and it started with the third inning where they had, they started the end and they got two on and no outs. Then they got another hit, and they got a run in, still had two on, and no outs. Mm-hmm. And then it's out, out, out. And they couldn't get another, they couldn't get a second run. So all of that in, and they got one run, even though they had two men on, no outs immediately. Then we go to the fourth inning, which is where they got things going, and that's where they scored three runs. Same thing, they got the bases loaded, got things rotating around, and then fought, fell apart. Couldn't move, couldn't any build on any momentum. So, yeah, once you saw that, 8-4, and you saw two innings of the Orioles getting hits but not being able to build the momentum to get the runs in, then, yeah, 8-4, I was like, oh, well, the Orioles have a shot. And then we give up a two-run home run immediately right. after that. And now suddenly it's 10-4. Well, and, and that's going to be something that the, you know, this is not just a, a, a short-term problem for Orioles pitching. It's, it's a long-term problem. You know, you can point to... Okay, you can, they only gave up runs on home runs, but when right. you're playing in a ballpark like Camden Yards, that's always more. going there's always going to be an issue. You know, Matt Harvey has now given up five home runs on the season. They've all come at Camden Yards. Um, he has yet to give up a home run on the road. So that's always going to be an issue, not just for starters, but for your bullpen. And especially when you're playing in a division with with Tampa, with Boston, yes. with New York, with Toronto all teams that can that can hit the long ball um and it has been a little bit surprising like like you said 
the Orioles were able to score six runs without hitting home run. I feel like every time I've been on Birdland tonight, I've talked about the fact that this offense was supposed to be the thing that kind of propelled the Orioles throughout this right. season. And it really hasn't been. And and they get six runs tonight without a long ball. Um, and it's just like, where is the real, you know, where's this offense, especially in a home ballpark that is supposed to give up a lot of home runs and, and does to the opponents. Where is it for the Orioles? Where is it for the home team? Right. I mean, right. Mancini got one hit. He got in one walk. Uh, Hayes got one hit. And then, but like the big bats, uh, like Mountcastle, one walk tonight. Yep, two strikeouts. These, these are the guys that are supposed to be clearing those walls. Mm-hmm. And they're not. Uh, Michael uh, Franco didn't get anything, right? Yeah, two strikeouts, no. zero. Two strikeouts, 0 for 5. These are the guys that were getting up in key parts of the game today and couldn't make anything happen. When you look at the guys that got the hits, it was Mullins, obviously. Stewart, which was nice to see him kind of get some bounce backs. And then Wilkerson that had a big night. Cisco even got a hit tonight. So it was just those big guys that you're counting on, the Hayes, Mancini, Franco, were not hitting the ball tonight. Well, and that's what leads to a team, you know, not only losing eight of their last 10, but but having to deal with, I think the Matt Harvey conundrum, I guess, is 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 how I'll phrase it. I mean, it's not even really a conundrum because, like we said, there's no there's no real there's no real place for the Orioles to turn in terms of their rotation. But right. I think the expectations around Matt Harvey are w- did get a little bit inflated toward the end of April, um, and I think he has done a really good job in his last three starts of just putting everybody back in check and re- remembering that he's you know that he's Matt Harvey. Although the other thing I'll say about tonight. Um, Ed, Ed Hickox was really, really bad behind the plate and it just reaffirmed very inconsistent, extremely inconsistent and on both sides, not just for Matt Harvey. Um, heck, he didn't have a lot of time to, to, to be bad for Matt Harvey. He wasn't in the game for that long, but, uh, truthfully Ed Hickox among the myriad of umpires that have reaffirmed my belief that we just need to to go to an automatic strike zone um mm-hmm. because it was it was yeah. really bad the, the 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 one key at bat in that was the dj stewart at bat in the fourth inning where um he should have been called out earlier in the at bat and then got right. called out on a on a worse pitch um yes, yes. which was 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 puzzling but um right. it was it was bad all was, around yeah a high strike was called a ball and then a pitch higher than that was called a strike yeah, to get him out, and that was yeah, it was puzzling. That's that's the most frustration I think I've seen on Stewart's, uh, for in, as long as he's played. He threw the bat. Well, down. he left. I believe he left the bases loaded in that scenario. Is that yes. right? I mean, yep, bases he, were loaded. It was it was one of those opportunities where you thought, that and then the Orioles, inning. yeah, and then the Orioles turned around and had um nine, ten, eleven straight batters retired after that. So that did kind of you know really take the wind out of their sails offensively. Um, was yeah. that moment. I'm not saying that the game would have gone differently. Um, obviously, it was a, a seven-run blowout, but it, you know that th- those moments are are kind of tough to take when yes. you know you get an, an inconsistency in the strike zone and and a young hitter that's up there trying to trying to make something happen with the bases loaded. So, yeah. Now I will say this is the part of the schedule that I've been looking forward to for the past month because the, the schedule is very heavy focused on Yankees Red Sox. Now yes. we have this nice break that we don't have to deal with the Yankees Red Sox. 
And yeah, there's teams that are still better than us, like the Rays. But we don't have to deal with Yankees, Red Sox. We get the Rays. We get the Nationals. I think we have the Twins coming up. Yeah. The, the Twins yeah. Are, are worse. Oriole yeah, the fans, Twins we are... We don't like to complain. The Twins are worse. And we if you haven't the... seen what's going on with the Twins and White Sox this week, th- that's something to look into because that's... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Rocco Baldelli may be, may be sitting a few games out in the near future for the for the Twins after his tirade. Yeah. Um, but, well, well, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, there, there are not a lot of worse teams yeah. than the Orioles. And we get them but, coming uh, up. We the get Twins the, are certainly The yeah. Twins are worse. The Tigers are worse. The, uh, the Pirates are worse. The Nationals are worse right now. Yeah, the Nationals are not good. They're, and, not, and, they're not good. And so it'll be we good like to, to have a little this... Mass and Cup action this weekend right. down in D.C. Right. Now, I'm not saying this to get excited because we're going to play some bad teams. I'm just saying we kind of, we kind of put this as Oriole fans, we kind of always compare ourselves to the, or, to the Yankees and the Red Sox because they're in our division. And you have to do that. Those are the teams we're going to have to beat when we're ready to win the division. But you have to, we have to also kind of put in perspective that we're not a horrible team. We're a rebuilding team with a plan. The farm system's clicking. It's working, and we've got one of the hardest schedules in baseball because we play Boston, Toronto, Tampa, and New York 19 times, and we don't get to face the Orioles. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, I, I would also like to do a quick shout-out to, um, you know, we, we talked about the length of this game and kind of why it was so long. Yep. This is what uh, people use as an example for baseball games being too long. Yeah, well, part of the reason for that was was when Ryan Thompson came into the game for the Rays uh, after the after the injury to uh, who was it to Reed. Um, he, I think, threw 357 warm up pitches. It was about that many. Yep. Um, and on the mass and broadcast, Scott Garceau and Ben McDonald were doing their best to express their displeasure with that, but do it in a humorous way. And I appreciated that because it was entertaining to me. Yeah, when he was doing warm up pitches behind the mound. Like, I guess, to stretch out his arm. But you're right. I'm pretty sure he threw more pitches tonight than Matt Harvey. Yeah, I th- he he very well may have. And and he only faced one batter, which is, right, exactly. which is incredible. My uh, I had my buddy Jeff uh, uh, tweet me from, from the game, and he didn't he, – he was glad to, to, to see it reaffirmed that it was so long because he was at the game and said it felt really long. So oh, it's, it, there's it must no have way been I would have stayed at this game. I guess well, – I guess, I guess if you've got the, tickets, the, I don't know. I guess the third inning excitement and the fourth inning excitement have kept making you feel like you were in it. And even the, even in the ninth inning, getting men on base and scoring, I guess that suck, that suck, would sucker me in. But wow. I, I don't know, Josh. You can't miss Pat Vileka driving in a run with an RBI single in the ninth inning. I mean, that I to me is the magic of Orioles baseball. Uh, <laughs> one, one, more, one more shout out, speaking yeah. of the magic of Orioles baseball. Happy birthday to the man who, for those of you watching, uh, watching us, to the man over my left shoulder, Brooks Robinson. Yep. Uh, big, big, big birthday the, for the a Orioles, vacuum cleaner today. Yes, the Orioles tried their best to give up 84 runs for Brooks today. Ex- exactly. <laughs> they couldn't quite. But happy birthday to Brooks. All right. All right. I think that's all the positives from the game. And some negatives. Yeah, well, and the least, negatives. It's, it's not the type of game that I come in angry about the way the Orioles played. It's just this is what we're going to go get through this year. No, it's impossible to be angry with with this team doing what this team is going to do, you know, pretty much performing 
two expectations. Do you do you like to see them losing eight out of ten games and and losing games by seven runs and to open a, a division series at home midweek when there's you know about fifty five hundred fans in the, in the stand? Right. No, you don't like that, but that's what this team is. So you you accept it and and we still know that every fifth day or at least at this rate and pace where they're giving a little rest every sixth or seventh or eighth day, you get to watch John means pitch, which is what we get yeah. to look forward to on Wednesday, um, which I'm excited right. about. Yeah. If you're in, if you're in Maryland, go buy tickets, go to these games, but know what you're expecting. You go in there to just enjoy Camden yards. Mm-hmm. I went to two games this weekend. I went Friday night and Saturday night, the two losses this weekend. But it was just nice to be in Camden Yards. It was, uh, maybe, I guess it was nice that it was a Saturday. I believe they were both sellouts of like the 10,000. Uh, but they were more than 50% Yankee fans. Sure. Which was not great. But it was just nice to be in, the, to be in Camden Yards, to be around Oriole fans, to run into people that listen to Birdland Tonight and Section 336. And uh, just hang out for the love of baseball. And I guess I said I wouldn't have stayed tonight. I probably wouldn't. I would have left early. But I would have at least enjoyed. It doesn't matter how ugly the game is. You still enjoy going there and catching a little bit of baseball. So tomorrow's the fun one with John Means. And it likely won't be long until, you know, with things opening back up and more people getting their vaccinations and, and capacity will be likely going a little bit higher in the near future perhaps even very much higher to like what could potentially be full capacity by the end of the season. Um, Not that the Orioles are going to be putting full capacity in place, you know, in any of their games other than perhaps the Yankee series in September. Yeah. So, you know, I'll be, I'll be, I'm coming out for, for a game in, in late June. Um, I'll be, I'll be in town for father's day weekend. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how many fans they're able to get in on a, on a hot summer, you know, weekend in Baltimore and, and, you know, it's not going to be Yankees or Red Sox. It's not going to be a big draw. Um, you know, I'll be interested to see what the Orioles can draw for, for a team like the angels who have Shohei Otani doing what he's doing right now. Um, that'll be interesting as well, but yeah, to your point, like when John means is pitching, get a ticket and go watch this guy, because not only is he going to be an all-star this year, he's probably going to be a top five Cy Young candidate. Um, maybe a top three Cy Young guy yeah. um, for, for this team right now, which is really cool. And those are the types of things that you can kind of hold on to in what has obviously been and going to be the rest of the season kind of tough from a wins and loss standpoint. You can hold on to the John Means of it all, which is kind of nice. Now, I, I will say I'm a little concerned that the Orioles got a bunch of hits tonight because they generally don't have back-to-back games that way. And I'm expecting John Means is going to pitch tomorrow, and it's going to be a one nothing game. And hopefully the Orioles can pull that out because it is John Means on the rubber. Yeah, that would be the hope. Do we know who the Rays are throwing out there? Yeah. I haven't seen. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, this guy's really good. He's uh, TBD. Oh, TBD. Okay. TBD. That's generally he's also known as the Orioles' fourth and fifth starters. They'll probably throw an opener out there or someone. Well, or, here's the problem. Yeah. Do you know who's starting for the Rays on Wednesday or Thursday? It's probably TBD. It's again. TBD as well. Yes. Yeah. So see, Perfect. guys, the Orioles aren't the only team with a rotation that's screwed up. No, it but happens. they at least have, you know, the um, the Rays oh, at they, least have. I mean, this 
this guy that, that pitched tonight, uh, Patino, he, he's, he's the guy they got in the Snell deal. He's supposed to be really good. I was impressed with his stuff early on. Um, yeah. but the Orioles were obviously able to chase him after what three and a third. So, um, right. you know, the, the, the Rays always tend to do this though, with the pitching, they, the turnover that they have and the use that they get out of their bullpen, they, they do a pretty good job with that. So, you know, I'm sure who I'm sure TBD will perform just fine for the Rays, uh, both right. not only Wednesday, but you know, the fact that they're going to turn around and throw him again on Thursday is, is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. And you know, exactly. And you know what, <laughs> you got a good point with the Orioles found a way around that three and a third innings, which is where the, where your uh, lineup flips. So it seemed like once they saw this guy one way through, they made they some adjustments. So that's a exactly. positive takeaway. No question. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us for Birdland tonight. I'm assuming you're not watching this tonight because it's late and instead you're enjoying this on your commute into work. So have a great day and enjoy John Means tonight. We'll catch you after tonight's uh, hopefully win. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.